0: Welcome back to The Deal with Danny Brown. I'm your host, Danny Brown. Thanks for joining me. Please like, subscribe, and leave me a comment as always if you like what you hear. Summer has started and we are in season seven or eight. I can't keep track. Today's guest is Lauren Forbes from the Lauren Forbes Group in the South Bay. She's been dominating and doing big business, Manhattan Beach, Redondo, Hermosa, for many years. One of my favorite people there. She helps a lot anytime I have clients and deals in that area. You can find Lauren at laurenforbesgroup.com or at laurenforbesgroup on Instagram. We get into the beach culture, the South Bay culture, the professional athlete hotbed it's become, training on the sand dunes. Some funny stories when I used to train with uh, Piazza and uh, Eric Harris over there at Manhattan Beach, sand dunes. Funny stuff. But Anyways, we're going to get into it. School's in session. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I do. Be safe out there. Enjoy your summer. Lauren Forbes, great to see you. Good morning. Me too. yeah. I'm so glad we're finally doing this. I know we've talked about doing this probably maybe two years or so, but it's two years in the making. I finally nailed you down in summer. You have a few moments coming live from the South Bay. Uh, let's, let's get into it. So you've been a top agent in South Bay for... Uh, couple decades, 20 years or so. I know you had a background in uh, law and litigation, but before we get into the market in the South Bay and what's happening, let's walk through your story and kind of walk us through where you grew up, where you went to school. You know, obviously you went to law school first. So walk us through your arc all the way to law school and then how you pivoted into real estate.
1: Okay. Very exciting. So I was actually born in Maryland at the Bethesda Naval Hospital, believe it or not. My dad was a Navy doctor, but I moved to California in third grade and grew up in Orange County in the South Laguna, Dana Point area. And I found Los Angeles when I went to um, law school at Loyola Law School. And I became an attorney. I loved being an attorney so much. It just was a lot of work away from home. So when I had uh, my daughter, um in 1997, I was up for partner. I was traveling a ton. Um, and I just decided to take a break. And um, my husband at the time, I think you know Randy Forbes. No, who is well. Great,
0: shout out to Randy, a great,
1: a great agent up in LA, said, Hey, you know, you should just try this real estate thing. And um, gosh, 23 years ago, um, I got my license and you know, I started dabbling, but Very quickly, um, my job took off because we were living in the city where I was selling um, and so many people were, you know, um, having kids and making moves and my business just really took off and I got very, very busy very fast. But what I loved about real estate then and I still love now, although, you know, as well as I do, when we get super busy, we don't have a lot of free time, but it did allow me to work in the kids' classrooms, um, you know be the lunch, the milk lady a little bit, um, you know, so that GTA. thing around was great. I could go to all their games and at least make, you know, make it to the things I didn't want to miss.
0: Got it. So when you started in real estate, it started with Randy just helping out Why you still were an attorney or you completely pivoted? No, out so
1: of- I, I quit being an attorney because it was just too much. And then I stayed home for about a year and a half. And I realized quickly, I could not do that.
0: <laughs> um, time to get busy. Love,
1: love being a mom, but I, you know, I'm better when I'm doing something else at the same time, I think. Um, so I started my own business uh, as a realtor down here. Randy and I never worked together okay. per se, but he did give me a lot of great advice and pointers and whatnot in the very beginning. Okay. Um,
0: Got
1: it. So you start so, your
0: business, you were a mom. Your kids were in school. You were able to be involved hands-on in school and being a mother and all the kid community stuff. And This is all happening in the South Bay. So is it Manhattan Beach? Is that where your where home base is?
1: Yes, Manhattan and Hermosa. Uh, my team, I have a team now. Um, we do all the way from sort of, you know, Playa del Rey, Venice area. And then we go south to Palos Verdes Peninsula, which um, yeah. is a beautiful area as well.
0: So the whole South Bay and a little bit north uh, to LA and a little bit south beyond South Bay, uh, you've been a top producer for many, many years and do great business. You're one of the good the good gals or good guys in the business. You, you really walk the walk and talk the talk. And I mean that uh, in the best way. Uh, so tell me about your team today, how, how many people, how it's structured, and then we'll get into the nuances of your specific market and the South Bay beach culture and all that, all the nuances that are so specific. To where you live and work but let's start with your team breakdown and how it's made up
1: yeah i have finally formulated the best team i am uh-huh. so excited about my team right now we spent a lot of time the last couple of years getting oh, wow. it exactly where we want it to be i have two um assistants um i think you know uh a, a, because well. they <laughs> both came from the beverly hills office but um Kelsey and Michelle um they are an integral part of my uh life and my profession I couldn't do without them Kelsey really runs the business I'm out on appointments all the time I'm gen I generally create uh listings that's all I'm doing is working on listings I help with buyers obviously and work with buyers but day-to-day my main goal is to get listings and sell our listings you know i work very hard doing things to get the listings sold because as you know right now yeah certain parts of the market are a little tight um so i have those two assistants and then i have um three what i would call agents they do listings and work with buyers they are amazing they're all incredible athletes which i think is a great thing to look at if yeah. you're trying to build a team they are very driven very conscientious super hardworking, and they're team players they're constantly helping each other everybody wants to bring something to the team and and help the other it's it's beautiful Real contributes. it's great um i also have um sean goodsell who is on my team he is a legend down here too. He kind of stepped back and had retired and wanted to get his foot back in. So he really helps me manage the team, works with team members, and um, he coaches me. He's been a great part of my team as well.
0: Well, that's nice. I didn't realize that he was back with you i guess i did i see his name with you but that's nice to have because someone who's a lot of experience also talk. let's there's a lot to unpack why don't we drill down a little bit on the having athletes on your team because i've heard this so many times from so many top business people that they really love athletes because of some of the things you touched on uh can you just dive into that a little bit why you you feel that these guys or gals are uh you know, well suited.
1: I didn't really plan it that way. Um, but right now the three agents are all great athletes and different types of athletes. They, you know, they take care of themselves. They get up early. They're really communicative, you know, they're, um, always looking for ways to improve the group, you know, um, communication is key. And that is something that we kind of over the years, you know, you have people come and go from your teams all the time. The one thing about this particular makeup of my team right now is that everybody is at the same level as far as pushing to work harder. There are different levels of their career, but just Mm -hmm. as far as how hard they work, how many hours they want to get the business, um, which, is great for me because then I'm not, it's not hard to know who to give business to because they're all, it's a level playing field.
0: Well, that's so, nice to have. So I could, I can imagine that being now optimal because a lot of the challenges with teams are that people aren't motivated, aren't team oriented, aren't willing uh, or as ambitious to do the work. And then they start dragging down teams that, and, and, or moving on that. That's the common challenge with teams and trying to put teams together but it sounds like you've got the right mix the right formula it's really interesting to hear uh the team concept because athletes do seem to come from a background of team and they're self-motivated and disciplined because that was part of just their dna and what they did uh so i can relate to that a lot so let's now talk about south bay real estate and here we are summer today's the first day of summer by the way so happy summer! summer.
1: Yes. yeah
0: so you know hopefully we'll get down to the beach play some volleyball maybe surf a little but talk to me about what's unique about real estate in manhattan beach and life in manhattan beach
1: yeah and south um, bay
0: it's not just Manhattan. yes
1: bay. yeah well the whole south bay you know it's very small town oriented and even though we've grown a lot and we have expanded the types of people that are moving into our area. People have found out about it. I think, you know, some of the uh, NFL uh, and uh, athletes were, you know, running up and down our sand dune and everyone's like, Hey, where's that? Uh, But it is a very small town atmosphere. We have gotten a lot of great restaurants and shops down here to expand our downtown area, but it's still a very, Tight knit communities. So what we like to say, and we get tons and tons of referrals from, um, people like you, which is awesome. I, I think 25% of my business is referral based, um, from the West side and then more from outside the area, but I get a lot of referrals, um, People come down here from the West side because we have amazing schools and they're free. You know, we don't have to send our kids to private school by and large. some people do. There are great private schools uh, close by. Um, So the schools and also we like to say you park your car in the driveway on Friday and you don't get back into it till Monday. It's a walking town everywhere down here. Yeah. I mean, you walk to the beach, you walk to the restaurants, you walk. You know, there is very active and you get to the point where it's like everybody kind of knows who everybody is, which is a really nice thing to come home to.
0: Yeah. And, and I, we're you know, eight look, minutes
1: well, from LAX.
0: Well, right. So for those, to give you context, for those people that aren't in the LA, Southern California area, and we have a lot of people listening from all over the country and world, Manhattan Beach is kind of a suburb of Southwest Los Angeles. It's, if you go south in LA, past Marina del Rey, it's imply it's the next beach and then it's redondo hermosa et cetera palos verde so it is very much an extension of la yet it's completely its own world and its own yes. city and i know a lot of people have migrated over the last decade and then it accelerated over COVID. but a lot of families from the city have migrated down there because yeah. of the things you're talking about the schools the lifestyle the lack of crime the beach life all that the restaurants. Yeah. so yeah, yeah i that's it's very appealing. It's in a very, you're near the big city, but you're away, completely away from it at the same time. Yes. So it is also for, you made a reference to the sand dunes. So it's always been known a lot of professional athletes train and, and all athletes train at these famous sand dunes, which is a mountain of sand that you'll see people running up day and night. And it has been a sort of an attractive hotbed of professional athletes that have moved to the south bay for a lot of reasons that's one of them but it's also well their
1: training facilities are so close by we have hockey basketball you know tons of volleyball players obviously yeah so um and lakers
0: and clippers have their facilities there yes
1: so we get a lot of that and people don't bother them i think which is really nice you know we we do have a lot of celebrity type people and athletes here and people really don't bother them again because it is such a small hometown feel that people are just,
0: you know, kind
1: of a little bit polite that way.
0: <laughs> it's a nice, it's a nice uh, breath, breath of fresh air, coastal yeah. fresh air. So let's break down the market now. So obviously the market has been different in this year and every month things are changing. But give us a little breakdown. Uh, what's happening in the beginning here of summer 2023? Interest rates hovering in the mid sixes to seven. You know, what are you guys seeing there? It's a very obviously small market, beach market yes. and high demand fundamentally, but now layer on the date and what's happening today so we can get a taste yeah. of what, what to, what's really going just,
1: on. And just like our, our market is so tiny that like August, for example, is traditionally really slow because realtors go on vacation. And when realtors aren't working, like our <laughs> yeah. market er, comes to a halt a little bit. It's, it's very- Going around to
0: show a house.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um but right now we have very limited inventory we have a third a little more than a third of a healthy inventory Uh, the different areas have some different areas it kind of trades off one house will sell in one of the areas like the tree section it'll get a really good price and then three or four will pop on and then it will dry so we have the different areas down here that um are you know trading off activity but what we're seeing right now is that um the low end of the market down here which i would say is like three and a half and under is moving like crazy you you know you list it and it's gone Um, and then over eight which is our high end like the other big difference down here is we don't have uber high end listings we've only had um less than a dozen 20 million dollar sales ever in the history of you know the South but, Bay.
0: But there's a reason for it, right? You know the the lots for those who don't know, the lots are very small and we have
1: smaller lots. The
0: properties yes. are built vertically, so a 15 yes. or 10 million, 20 million dollar little beach lot. What is the average lot on the beach? Is that are they 45, 5500? For uh, beach I'm lots not-
1: the, the sand footage of the lots, yeah, they're small. Oh, lots. No, no, much smaller. Like, if you're on the sand, you know, they're between you know, the smallest ones are yeah under 3,000. Yeah, you know, a so the lot can go up to 5,000. But, um, our sand section lots, which are not on the sand but are like on walk streets going up yeah. to seven hundred so they're 30 by 90. Yeah, they get views, but we do have you know, we have our hill section, which is kind of you know, like it's it's on par sort of with the strand. You have larger lots with views because you're on the hill. And so you can get ten to fourteen thousand square foot lots. but there's I think there's seventy seven lots over ten thousand square feet in the hillside. so that's not a lot. And most of them are spoken for, you know what I mean? So yeah, there's not a lot of that coming up. now, um Palace Verdes has, you know, you can get acreage More. up. Yeah. and views but you're not walking to the beach from most parts of that area yeah different. but um, on, a,
0: on a bluff overlooking not on yes, the sand yes
1: so our high end is moving over eight is is moving that sure. mid market which i say is like four to eight is it's a little slower it has to be priced right it has to look good it has to be what people want sure ironically all my listings right now are in the mid there oh no i know poor me Uh, i know
0: the feeling i've had a handful here and we're having very similar situations in terms of pricing and what parts of the market are stronger and which are weaker i
1: think that four to eight range they really are more dependent on financing and so that's where you know the people that are at the lower end there's smaller loans and they're like, well, we just got to get in, you know, and the people at the top are obviously using cash or they don't care about the interest rates. So sure. it's that four to eight. And I'm sure you have buyers like I do that are just struggling with, you know, double their payment from, you know, eight months ago and that kind of yeah. thing.
0: I mean, it sounds like a lot of similarities and we have the, the property owners that don't want to trade out of a three percent or two and a half percent mortgage which is 70 percent of all owners right now they don't want to go from that and trade up into seven percent yeah so you have that issue and and then you have the fact that there's already a lack of inventory in the south bay because there's not that many lots and there's not that people that ever need to move Yeah. and you have this fundamental demand for people that are not only already living there but people that want to move in so It is such a nuanced, weird market everywhere and everywhere is a little different, but uh, there are a lot of similarities from there. So in terms of pricing, you feel like prices have been pretty much similar to LA, like level uh, or within a couple percent band of what it's been?
1: Our high end and low end is moving up.
0: So it's moving up.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yes, we, yeah.
0: So prices are up this year higher than they were a year ago or two years ago.
1: In certain pockets, yeah, you know, the lower end for sure is still, you know, yeah. heading up the high end, all of our soup, you know, uber high end, I would say are such unique properties. It's kind of hard to say because yeah, the they're are off. hard to compare, but, but yeah, we're seeing some big
0: numbers, um, come out. So can you tell us any funny, crazy stories of athletes or in general that's (laughs) happened down there? What can you share with us?
1: Oh, gosh. I have worked with quite a few uh, athletes over the years. And honestly, what ends up happening is I never knew who they are until they come in. And then someone (laughs) in my (laughs) office will go, do you know who that is? But I had this one, I don't want to say any names, but I had this one basketball player who was a star player on one of the teams. and. He and his wife came in looking for a house and um, I had like this little bench that had like a, yeah, it was like a couch, but a built in couch in my office Yeah. and his wife, I think and his brother, his wife and his brother came in. This is years ago. And it was actually referred by a West Side agent um, and he laid down on the couch and played Game Boy the entire time we talked <sighs> about, what we're going to go look at. What were you see And then when we got to the houses, all he cared about was the garage because he had like three <laughs> or four it. escalades and he <laughs> had to make sure, and we don't have huge garages down here. So it was kind of a, I didn't end up closing that deal, unfortunately, but I oh, just no looking at him on the uh, couch. And at that time, I actually, I knew his name, but I didn't know who he was really. Uh, he became much more famous after that. Yeah. Uh, but that was kind of funny.
0: What matters um, is the video game setup and the garage. We don't it, care about uh, the views, we don't care about no. the floor plan.
1: <laughs> Kitchen, forget about it, who cares? But yeah,
0: yeah. It's funny, I remember, uh, you know, growing up in LA, we used to, Eric Harrelson and Mike Piazza used to live down there and a lot of yeah. them and they'd always train on the beach and run. So a lot of the guys, younger guys that, you know, my high school and college age, when I was, we'd go train and run out there with them. and. Sometimes we do the dunes, sometimes we'd be running sprints, we'd be playing long tops. I just remember like, oh, that, now this is in the 90s, right? So this is a whole right. different yeah. world. But that's what I remember. There's people on, the, your your guys are on the beach. And then I remember doing that with, you know, at SC with some of the football players too. with You know, boot, the Booty Brothers were out there. We were always running patterns <laughs> and throwing footballs around. Like, like you could, on any given weekend, see that happening. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty fun. I mean... And it's people cool leave lifestyle. them alone. Like I said, the only other super funny thing that happened, and I'm sure this happened to you. I remember this is like I was barely in the business. I was brand new, and this new listing came out um, right around the office, uh, the the street right around the corner from my office at the time, and everybody was going on caravan. And I must've been the first one out of the office to run up to it. And I go to the house and it was pitch black and I'm opening the doors and I walk into the master bedroom. It was tenant occupied. Oh, great. And It was pitch black. I couldn't find the light switch or anything. So I go and I open the curtains and lo and behold, there was a couple in bed. Oh God. Surprise! <laughs> oh, and I scared the bejeebies out of them, but they scared me. I was—I oh. seriously it took me a while to like ever walk in a house alone. Traumatizing.
0: But... <laughs> we, we've had those traumatizing moments, and you know, you can't even explain. But like, once that happens, once every time you walk into the house, you're probably thinking, "I got to make sure." You know, you got that anxiety. You're screaming hello, you know. Yeah, yeah. I've had similar. Uh, don't want to think about it. I still have trauma from it as well. So look, there's a lot of agents out there, newer agents and veteran agents, uh, you know, listening and love to get your take since you've done this so long, consistently building a business. What are some words of wisdom or some advice you would give, or things you may have learned, or things that you would say, hey, if you're if someone's in the game now and they're really trying to break through in some way and trying to improve, what what would you say to that person?
1: Mm you know, as well as I do, the 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 business has changed dramatically in the time that we've been in it. And
0: sure has. Yeah. for
1: me, you know, what I think is actually kind of um, I don't know if it's sad, but it's 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 the truth is that it's very hard to get started if you're not on a team these days. Um, you yeah. know, the infrastructure and I feel bad because I, I think it's a great, you know, some people that want to do the business sort of part time and um, get a couple listings. It's a great business model for somebody that you know has other obligations. Maybe they've got small children or whatnot. But it has just become very competitive. Then you know the teams can offer so much more. Um, when I was, you know, I for many years I was on my own and I loved doing that. I think that's very hard, right? And I've heard from a lot of agents, it's very hard to be on your own. Um, But what I tell all my agents and I stand by it, I've had some of them not believe me, the people that make the most money and do the best in this business work the hardest. And some people make it look easy. And so, yeah, and and if you're good at it, you make it look easy because you don't sit and complain about being on the phone till 10 o'clock at night or your phone starts ringing at seven or you're working on weekends because that's when people are available, Um, but it is, hours in hours out. And I tell them all the time, it's not this is it's not for the faint of heart. It's exciting. It's amazing to get to know people at a time where they really need your help and help them transition to a new location or, you know, also dealt with so many people who had lost loved ones and had to move, or got transferred and didn't want to yeah. move, or there's so many positive and difficult situations, and we get to be there. It's a it's a privilege, yeah. um, and so my 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 recommendation is, if you want to get in this business, you've got to put the time in. It it is not, and you have to pick up the phone. I, I think the younger agents these days, you know, they they want to text and email they don't want to call and the results are very different. I think people want to talk to you, meet in person. You know, I always try to get you know, either at the very least a Zoom call if they're out of town so that you can see face to face and see like, you know, that there's some trust there. They understand what you're going to do for them and and you know that they they're going to let you know what they want and what they need. So, yeah. Uh, yeah it's hard working and and ask for help too like i'm sure you do get calls all the time i get calls all the time from agents and i love meeting them and i have great ideas too like you know there's different types of networking groups to set up not with other agents but with other professionals to refer business i've done that for many years there's lots of different things you can do and i you know i always want to pay back because people helped me when i first got in you know, and gave me some ideas. And once you get those ideas that actually work, for, not everyone's good at door knocking, not sure. everyone's good cold calling, but you find what you're good at and then just go for it.
0: I love that. That's words of wisdom right there. Exactly right. Find what you're good at, double down, triple down, quadruple down, go all in, but there's no shortcut. It's hard work. There's no training. And there's a lot of glamorous exciting and you know very satisfying elements of our careers and dealing with people on this level but there's also just grinding hard work yes. day after day month after month year after year it
1: reminded me of my favorite saying What's the shortcut is doing the work that's Ooh, the shortcut
0: the shortcut is doing the work i love that yeah. i love that because i didn't make hello, it. hello that's it Drop the mic, done, mic <laughs> <Yeah>. drop, boom. <laughs> there is no shortcut for doing the work. Yeah, And you got to do it and it, it is, uh, we are in an age and the business has changed with the instant gratification, the digital world, the social media world, the, the perception that people are able to project and people want it now, 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 but this business really isn't that at all. It, it right. is the antithesis of now, now. now. I mean, there's clients that you've worked with and I've worked with where it's ten years from now before yep. we transact. You know, and another ten years, maybe they will or won't transact. So yes, it's the long game and it's a lot yep. of work. And I love, I love that. All right, let's talk about some fun personal stuff. Any books uh, you would you're enjoying or you would recommend? It doesn't have to be a business book, doesn't have to be a personal self. Okay. It, it could be. It could be any books that, that have <laughs> that you've, you've enjoyed that you would love people to say, hey, yeah, this is something for someone to, to check out.
1: I'm an avid reader. I love to read and I recommend people read too. So I always try Here to have go. one business book and one personal book kind of thing. Love it. My absolute favorite business book, which now is kind of getting a little old, but it's never split the difference with Chris Voss.
0: Oh, he was a,
1: a um, yeah, FBI hostage negotiator, Harvard professor. I actually had the
0: love, Chris. Amazing did you guy.
1: do the training with him? He
0: did. I, I've done several well, things for years. with yeah. Steve Schell and he's Steve Shell yes. introduced him years ago, yes. and it just blew my mind. It, my head exploded and went, Aha! Yeah, I, I related to everything the things he said so much more than yes. other. Things I've heard through the years uh yeah. with, with regards to business negotiations. I was like everything he said, I related to.
1: For any business, it's not realistic related. Yeah, yeah. all businesses. Life. life. Any, yeah. any life Yeah, exactly. Your relationships things. with people. Yeah.
0: People, humans, yeah. dealing with humans. And oh yeah. he's a brilliant guy.
1: Yeah. So two other just sort of like more self help or whatever is, and these are old, you know, Untethered Soul is one of my absolute favorite books. Okay. And the four agreements, which I read at least once a year, you know. Really?
0: You read it over and over. Good for you. And it
1: is different every time. I will tell you depending on what relationships you're in or working on at the time, it's 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 a game changer for me. I tend to take things personally and make assumptions. Those are the two agreements that I have the hardest time with. So <laughs> I'm you know, I'm a work in progress and we uh, all are. We so, all are. Um I read a book that I never would have picked up called the horse um author's name is escaping me but it was so good and i don't know anything about horses and i would have never picked it up but it was a book club book and it's an amazing um it's like historical fiction um it's about um you know when slavery was ending and these people who were slaves to the horse um racing oh wow situation um and they started to be able to have ownership in horses and then it switches to modern day um a young man and a young woman you know i can't remember if it was Yale or Harvard one of those um And she uh, is uh, an anthropologist working on putting horses together. Anyway, the stories cross over. It weaves through
0: history and present day. It sounds really interesting. And then
1: you read Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow. That's another one I would have never picked up. That's a brand new book. Um, It's all about
0: making notes. This book
1: is all about, um, you know, making computer games and what goes okay. into it and it's very interesting it's um, it's a novel but it's it's fun it's it's got some romance in there too so it's
0: all right this is a little is, bit of everything. a lot of good summer reading here <laughs> yeah I love it So yeah. how about in terms of like routines and structure I mean you your mother, you're a big entrepreneur you have a full life social life, friends travel kind of walk me through because a lot of the challenges we have is once you have a big business, how do you juggle it all? And a lot of times it comes down to, well, what what is your routine? What is your mindset? So I'd love to hear, do you have a specific routine that you, uh, that you'd like to start your day off with or end your day off with?
1: I am all about routine uh. on my team gets sick of hearing me talk about it. I, um, I get up at 515 every day on the weekend, Ooh. I sleep till, you know, eight. Um, but I have a very regimented routine. There's, um, what's the guy's name? There's, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but there's another book called the miracle morning. Yeah. Um, and when I read that, I kind of adjusted my routine. So I get up. I read for 10 or 15 minutes. I journal for 10 or 15 minutes and I meditate. I used to meditate for an hour every day. I was very Ooh, into Zen meditation and then I adjusted. Now it's 10 to 15 minutes. So those first, you know, 40 to 45 minutes are like that centering hour. myself. Then I go to an exercise class. It's usually hot yoga. That's my jam right now. I love it. Nice. <laughs> And then I don't know if I told you, I put um, an ice plunge. Uh, oh yes,
0: we were talking about this because I was yeah. looking at ice plunges. So you did it. You have I do it.
1: it. every day. I got
0: to come down and there and plunge. Yes.
1: Yeah, my neighbor <laughs> I haven't.
0: I haven't pulled the trigger on it. I keep looking at them and talking myself out of it.
1: <laughs> I use it every day. I got the one that stays cold. You don't have to put ice in it or anything okay. like that. It was definitely an investment, but I use it every day. and. There are so many things mental clarity, my sleep, my body temperature regulation, because I'm getting older and that's a thing.
0: You're getting Um, younger. You look younger every time I see you. (laughs)
1: Thank you. I wish. Um, But it also helps with like muscle and joint pain, which, you know, I'm
0: inflammation. Yeah.
1: Yeah, inflammation. So, so.
0: how many minutes can you sit in that? I know it's really, you build a tolerance. I mean, I've done only limited amounts, but what is it i do six to eight
1: minutes which is longer than most people do yes and i have a routine in there too like my hands so i think from typing all these years my hands my knuckles get very sore so when i put (laughs) them in the water that's kind of what hurts so i place my hands on my thighs which is a big muscle group to kind of warm them for the first half and then i keep them in the water all by themselves for a second I'm used to it by now, but I have to say, I never want to get in there. Every single time it's like, so I have a timer and I hit the timer. And as soon as it goes beep, I force myself to go in. It's just this weird. Good for you. But Mel Robbins, you know, she spoke
0: at our retreat. She's
1: She's somebody that I just, her high five habit, I think is an amazing book. I love that too.
0: That five, four, Um, three, two, one. I try to tell my kids that to get them out of bed. Like, let's go or go do your homework or go yeah. By the way, well, isn't Jay Shetty speaking at the Compass yes, in San I, Diego? So that'll be awesome. I'm
1: so excited about Shout that. Shout out to Jay, that was great.
0: Yeah, Mel was good last year. We had Gary Vee two a couple of years I mean, It's always great speakers at that. It so, is, yeah.
1: yeah. She's one of my favorite. And one of the things she said is, doing something like that regularly teaches you that you can do hard things. So like Absolutely. in the morning, if I start to feel like, oh, I really don't want to do it. I'm like, no, I can do hard things. Your day
0: becomes easy once you've accomplished something so hard. Is your setup, is it outside or inside?
1: It's outside. I have like this tiny little deck off my primary, and yeah, I have a little sauna out there too. Do you go back and- It's my little like warm spa.
0: You got your wellness spot. So you do the hot cold too? Back and forth. Well,
1: I'm doing hot yoga so much that by the time I get home, I'm already hot. You're but over. yeah, you can go in. I, you know, some people will go in there. Like my kids will. You know, my kids are gone. By the way, they're both in New York City now, living. Oh my
0: God, how can living your kids the be life? Gone? I know. I know. <laughs> that's amazing. So Good I'm a total
1: you. empty nester. But well, you
0: have a reason to go to New York and have some fun with the yes. kids now. I mean, and that's... I
1: have already been I... there twice this year. Yes. Oh so. sure.
0: But there. Right. Anything else you want to? You know, let us know anything about the you know the summer of Manhattan Beach, any highlights, anything's coming up, any lessons, anything else you want to share. Mm-hmm. You've been yeah. fabulous. I always love connecting with you, and I'm yeah. glad you finally did this.
1: Me too. Thank you so much. I love this is my first podcast ever. So Well,
0: you act like you're a pro anyway, but you're a pro at everything. You're beast Very mode, much. man. Cold no. plunge for eight minutes.
1: Are you kidding me?
0: <laughs> you're tougher than Ray Lewis.
1: <laughs> Wim Hof has a book too. Wim about- Hof.
0: <laughs> wim hof method check that out
1: that is a good book if Um, i
0: can get 60 seconds to 120 seconds in the plunge that's a big win for me
1: it is it is and you'll feel better and then then you'll challenge yourself um i would say we do concerts in the park down here there if if you have never spent time in the south bay anybody listening to this come visit call me text me i can send you to what restaurants are the best or there's always something fun going on. There's, you know, walks, runs, paddles, volleyball. We have All so many it. fun things to do over the summer. So
0: And the sand yeah. dunes. You wanna get in shape? Do the dune.
1: Although the, you know, you have to um actually regi- you have to actually schedule appointments now because I it know. got so crowded.
0: That's so Wildly, I even I'm, that content my mind. I
1: can't right? do it. I can't do it. Just it goes against my grain. But yeah, that's, yeah, that's the thing. Now,
0: well, so good to see you. I'm so you glad too. we got to do this. I'll see you soon, either in the yep. South Bay or in La Jolla, San Diego. I will definitely see you
1: in San Diego, but and I may even
0: see you then. in Beverly Hills soon. You, I know Maybe. you do some stuff up here as well. So, Absolutely. thanks for joining us. You did great. It, uh you. We'll talk to you soon.
1: Okay, sounds good. Have a great, great day.
0: Great job. Yeah. That was awesome. Uh,